Yeah, it's a busy, busy May. Last Sunday, Sarah was doing the relay for the Pittsburgh Marathon, mm-hmm. so she didn't have to run the entire 26.2 miles, but Ooh. she ran more than I've ever run in my life. So, Is, is it a four-person relay? So, Yeah, I think so. So what yeah. she did, what, th- okay, so tw- it's 26.2, 13.16.5 times two. Or no, six point five goes into uh uh six point seven. <laughs> it's uh, not divided equally. Fuck. I can tell you that. Okay. God so, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Thirteen point one divided by two. Six point five five. Yeah, she did about that actually, but it's not divided equally. Some people do like three miles, and some people do maybe more. I think she's got oh, maybe damn. the okay. the second to longest leg or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, she's she does the she does the third. Or I don't remember. It might even be five people. I want to say it might be five people, but I, I don't know. Uh, I forget. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then obviously this Sunday is Mother's Day, so I'm like, I should probably, even though she's not my mother, I should probably shouldn't, you know, disappear. I think it'd be, <laughs> I think it's completely appropriate for Mother's Day to leave her alone with the kids for a couple hours. That's Jeez. what it's all about. <laughs> oh my God, Tim. spending time as a mother. <laughs> Um, yeah yeah that's what it's all about (laughs) yeah right uh all right should we get going might as well yeah all right welcome to no hugging no learning it's a show about one thing watching curb your enthusiasm for the first time i'm tim murphy and i'm ted hollowell and today we will be talking about season six episode eight the n-word uh (laughs) before that (laughs) just like last week when the when the title popped up i was like because i start the episode because HBO doesn't put the title of the episode that that is in your queue, you know, that's like continue watching or resume watching or whatever. Yeah. They don't put like <laughs> and so I always have to pause it as the theme song is starting up so I can write the title down and and, and again, just like last week when you said it, I was like, "Oh no. Oh no." <laughs> <laughs> just dread in my voice. Uh, but before that, before we uh, dive into that quagmire, what is the deal with stuff from our last episode, season 6, episode 7? The TiVo guy, really, we only wanted to kind of do a shallow dive on TiVo and whatever happened to it, because it certainly was a phenomenon. It really introduced the concept of DVR to the world. I mean, before anybody used the term DVR, we we called it TiVo, because that yeah. was really kind of the only the only skin in the game. It was like that, that cable companies didn't offer DVRs. It was like you had to buy it separately so and that's why everyone called it TiVo and now it's all generic so TiVo kind of they benefited from but also they sort of didn't benefit from not being genericized like saying oh can you make a Xerox of that or I'd like a Coke or can you give me a Kleenex you know like brands really don't like when they are genericized like that because you lose you know you lose copyright you lose trademark control in some cases you know courts will go oh well everybody says that instead of can you make me, you know, uh, can, can you resurface the ice with the ice resurfacer? And the Zamboni company is like, oh, damn it. Like now we lost <laughs> Zamboni because not a lot of people know that's a genericized brand name. Uh, so TiVo was introduced in 1999, developed by Jim Barton and Mike Ramsey through a corporation they named Teleworld. Uh, they originally intended to create a home network device that was then redesigned as a device that records digitized video onto a hard disk. I couldn't really find what home network device meant, but I I guess what they mean is something like uh, a a server, like a home server where you just store all of your photos and stuff like that. Yeah, 
Um, in addition to programs the user selects, I forgot about this, TiVo would automatically record programs that they thought you would like. I totally forgot about that feature. Oh, yeah. oh that's odd. I know, I know. They were like, oh, this guy records American Idol and, you know, later, I guess, America's Got Talent. That didn't come till oh, the X Factor maybe was around the same time. Um, and so maybe I'll record Dancing with the Stars because they, they obviously like reality talent shows. Um, the DVR also, the, the TiVo also implemented a patented feature they called Trick Play, allowing them to pause live television and rewind and replay up to 30 minutes of recently viewed TV, which, of course, I, like that's almost what I use DVR for now more than ever is like pausing in the middle going and then like fast forwarding through through commercials and stuff like that or yeah oh my god yeah yeah uh tivo dvrs could be connected to a lan uh allowing the tivo to download information access video streaming services like netflix or hulu eventually as well as music from the internet the information is updated daily into its program guide from rovi before they used rovi they use Tribune Media Services. This is something that kind of puzzled me as I was doing the TiVo research. I was like, so it wasn't connected to your cable box. How did they know what channel to put the TV on? So they got, you know, the, this the syndicated content service, Tribune Media Services. They do like com, uh, columns and comics and stuff like that. And they supply TV listings to newspapers. And so when you looked in the newspaper and saw the TV listings, most of the time they'd get it from this syndicated service. And so before September of 2016, that is the company that used to just feed the TiVo with all, you know, what was on and when. Uh, And in April of 2016, Rovi actually acquired TiVo for $1.1 Oh, Jesus. Amazingly enough, TiVo (laughs) was still worth that in 2016. I know. That's insane. Yeah. Uh, and then in December of 2019, it was announced that TiVo would merge with the Xperi Corporation. Never heard of it. X-P-E-R-I. No. And they completed the merger in May of 2020. The TiVo service is apparently still available in the U.S., the U.K., Canada, Mexico, Spain, and Taiwan. They stopped operating in Australia on Halloween of 2017. And TiVo actually bombed in the U.K. after Sky Plus which is like a cable company over there, they released their own DVR. So that it was kind of the death knell for, for TiVo. It was like you could sign up with your cable company and, and get a DVR that way. But then TiVo partnered with Virgin on a DVR and eventually attained 2 million UK customers. So I was curious to know what TiVo products are still out there. Most recently, their, their most recent set-top box was the Series 7 TiVo Edge from 2019 that was designed to work with whatever cable company you, I guess you could kind of integrate it and tell them, you know, oh, I have Xfinity and here's my zip code or whatever. And then it would, it would sort of work with your cable company there. Something called the TiVo Stream 4K did come out in 2021, hmm. which was like a dongle that integrated streaming apps all into one place, kind of like the Fire Stick or Google TV. We've been talking about how much I love that, how I can yeah. connect all my apps and just search for one movie and it tells me where it is uh, or Roku or something. Why it didn't take off, I, I really don't know. But all links to the TiVo proje- product pages are redirected to TiVo.com and the only product in the drop-down menu says TiVo OS. So they're not currently offering new products, but evidently they still support their old products. Uh, uh, but I, and, I, okay. and I don't know what TiVo OS is, but their website has like really just been stripped down to one or two splash pages. It's, it's kind of weird. Uh, OS to me means operating system, and I'm like, what are you gonna do? What is TiVo? I just it, I really it's probably it's probably just like 
uh, like you said, literally just the operating service for existing devices. Yeah. Like, as soon as they kill that off, any existing TiVo devices will cease to function. It's, like, why, like... Uh, online gaming rooms for like Xbox 360 games are left open. Like they're not yeah. releasing any new content, but people are still playing them all the time. Yeah, yeah, and I guess, and maybe also TiVo OS is something like a software they're going to sell to people who want streaming software or whatever. You yeah. know, like whatever that is. Like, hey, hey, we've got this menu system that you can integrate into your app and customize and whatever. So maybe that's what it is. Uh, the most recent numbers I could find were as of January 2012. So. We're talking 13 years ago at this point, but that's when <laughs> that's when TiVo had approximately 2.3 million subscribers in the U.S., uh, and that was down from a peak. I was kind of surprised that this was the peak, 4.36 million. That was the, the, as many U.S. users as they had. It just seemed hmm. like just seemed it like seemed everybody like had one. Yeah, it always seemed like there would be more than that. Yeah, I, I never it, had one, but that was in 06. It always uh, always um, that makes me think of like whenever I learned of like oh wait. Not many people have satellite radio. I thought it was like this big thing. Yeah, 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 definitely. I mean, they like satellite radio like really benefited and this is probably has to do with streaming services taking over because of smart TVs. It's like that just comes installed. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like and you get it free for a month. Like when you buy a, when you buy a smart TV, it's like, "Oh, I got Netflix for a month, whatever." Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's where they really benefit from that. And then you just like, you know, you just keep paying for it or or whatever. Um so, but, but I, like, I never had a TiVo, but I guess I just thought everyone else did because talk about them was so pervasive and it became a verb like, oh, I want to TiVo that or whatever. And, and like, and a punchline too, in the same way, like, um, you know, is that your final answer? It was a 2000, like, ooh, oh, I got to TiVo that. Oh boy. So I guess that's why I thought, but do you remember, uh, that our, the radio station we used to work at had a TiVo? Do you oh remember seeing God. that in the, in, I think it was in the, it was in that prod room. I guess the only real prod room that wasn't Woody's. Yeah. Um, yeah do you remember I that? <laughs> Is this the one we, we we used to record in? Yeah, in the middle yeah, one. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god! Yeah, <laughs> I think, and it was connected to like a giant tube TV as well. Yes, it was. Oh no! My guess is, and I think a lot of radio stations used it this way. They would, you know, be, because you couldn't do this at home, you would record it, and then you would feed the TiVo into the board, and you would record that great moment from American Idol that everyone's going to be talking about, so you could play it on the air the next day. I know that that's one of my favorite shows, Don Don and Mike from the early 2000s they had a TiVo and they used it for that purpose so I think that's why the radio station had it someone probably you know clamored for it and they actually sprang for it um, <laughs> do, here's a little bit of trivia to finish out the segment what is the most watched recorded and replayed moment in TiVo history oh god uh okay gonna go with Janet Jackson at the Super Bowl Bingo. February no 1. No fucking way. Really? I got it? Yes. The Super Whoa. Bowl halftime show. Oh yeah, my yeah. God. There really could only be one answer <laughs> from the early 2000s, what everybody wanted to see again. <laughs> That's exactly right. Uh, I don't know whether to be <laughs> proud of myself or embarrassed that I knew yeah. it right away. <laughs> yeah, it's either painfully obvious or you would have really been kicking yourself. Like, I don't know if I would have thought of it, but I would have gone, oh, of course. I should have known that. Yeah. So there you go. Um, so that's all the homework that we had. Uh, here's a little bit of trivia from the show, the episode. I don't have a source for this, but supposedly, besides the IMDb trivia page, when Lucy Lawless called Ted Danson an asshole, it was improvised by Lucy Lawless without Ted Danson knowing, which I think is pretty funny. It did. It does play into the, you know, maybe, you know, obviously she had a little 
you know, they get an outline of the scene, and maybe she and Larry talked about Larry saying, oh, he and I are kind of nemesis. Nemesis? Nemesis? Nemesis. Yeah. We're kind of nemesis on this show, and so she kind of threw that in. But it's really funny because Ted is his normal affable self as he comes up to Larry, and so the fact that she threw that in and he he loves her for it immediately is is very funny if that's, you know, it, whether the, whether she improvised it at, uh, um, or not, it's still a funny line. So what about, uh, tell me, you tell me if this is some curb your continuity fodder. Larry tells Lucy Lawless on the, on their date, uh, to Primo's when they're waiting for a table that he has trained himself to never go to a bathroom outside of his house. But as we know, this is completely untrue because he's seen many times going to public restrooms times or restrooms of restaurants. (laughs) (laughs) We can make this whole episode just proving Larry wrong. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And I think we will. Episode one of season one. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But I think, but I mean, I think maybe Larry was saying like what I, what my rule is, is that he doesn't shit in public places. I I can Um, see that. He pees all the time. Pees in every every public bathroom imaginable but we never see him shitting yeah and his office bathroom is maybe a bit of an anomaly too because that while public it's not public it's not public public yeah i agree it's not as heavily trafficked as like a a restaurant bathroom might be um so yeah it's uh i don't know whether we want to whether we want to file that under uh curb your continuity or not and you might say oh but you know he's always in a stall in these bathrooms well that plot hole is closed by this very episode um, mm. that we that we see uh, that we'll watch today. So, all right, that is it. All right. Uh, do we got any other news or anything? Yes, I do have to mention this. I found it uh, very surprising because I don't I don't remember I remember talking about this guy, but we had a passing in the Seinfeld and Curb Your Enthusiasm universe. Oh, that's right. The great Bill Saluga who is famous for his bit, you can call me Ray, or you can call me Jay, but you don't <laughs> has to call me Johnson, um, which we don't really understand as non-baby boomers. Uh, yeah. He passed away, uh, uh. we found out uh, last week. Uh, I think he was, I didn't put the age in our tweet about it. I think he was like 85 or something like that. Uh, but he is, uh, he played an usher, a sassy usher in the Seinfeld episode, The Opera, season four, episode nine, one of the Joe Davola episodes and he was also lewis lewis in three episodes of season five of curb your enthusiasm (laughs) so that must have been why we talked about him because i remember talking about that you can call me ray bit and us being puzzled at why people in the 70s might have found that so hilarious um but yeah so uh a a passing we'll miss you bill saluga but i also i don't know if you noticed that tweet it was liked by scott saluga who is a, a pottery who's a potter from Lakewood, Ohio. And I'm like, huh. I wonder if he's related any, to... Any relation? Yeah. It's not a common last name, but... <laughs> I guess, uh, like, have you have you ever done research of, like, where Bill Saluga was from? Is he no, from, like, Cleveland? That's a, that's a great question. Let me see. Yeah, because I was like, that's kind of weird. I mean, unless this guy, like, is really interested in his own pottery. Oh, yeah, Youngstown, Ohio. No. Okay, so there's <laughs> got to be some relation then. I'm Holy saying, fuck. yeah. I'm saying they gotta be related. That's funny. So shout out to Scott Saluga. Send us yeah, some, send us some free pots. Yeah. Uh, R.I.P. <laughs> uh, condolences to the Saluga family. Yeah. 
Yeah, here I am trying to get free shit. And yeah, Jesus Christ. <laughs> free pots. I'm, I'm, tr- I'm, I'm trying to be the human being here, Tim. <laughs> God damn it. I want some of that world-renowned Saluga pottery. <laughs> uh, uh, go to any... go to com and put in no hugging <laughs> don't stop it stop it put go go to billsaluga.com and uh and type in uh promo code r.i.p yeah 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 all right uh, any anything else no i think that's it all right if you've never listened to us before we are not a research heavy show despite the last 28 minutes <laughs> oh my god how did we get to this part? a lot of that is home improvement tips uh, yeah yeah it is and a lot of it's uh getting cut out for patreon I'll get to that in a second uh most of that is research and bullshit uh but like we like to have our questions pop up naturally in the run of the episode and assign them to ourselves as though we are giving ourselves homework i've never seen these episodes before tim has never seen these episodes before in the last 16 years if we miss anything if we egregiously skip over anything please send us an email or send us a tweet it's at no hugging on twitter or no hugging no learning show at gmail.com both of those links are down in the description or on the show description page on apple podcasts if you like what you hear please give us a five-star rating or and a written review on apple podcasts or a five-star rating on spotify if you use either of those apps if you like us just a little bit more than that you can join us over on patreon it's patreon.com slash no hugging where for five bucks a month you will get early access to extended versions of the episodes. This is that part where I talked about just a second ago. Remember Mm -hmm. 28 minutes? You're getting all 28 minutes of that over on Patreon. On the free feed, look at your time right now. Does it say 12, (laughs) 13? That's why there's more over on Patreon. Again, it's patreon.com slash nohugging, the It's a Hyundai tier, just five bucks a month. You also get movie reviews from the Seinfeld Cinematic Universe about once a month. That's uh, that's how often we've uh, been releasing them as of late. Thank you to the people who have already signed up over there, like Nate Collins, Tamara Ortiz, the guys and gals over at the Idiotville Podcast, John and Kathleen Murphy, Tim's dad and mom, because there is no password sharing. <laughs> Uh, Will Hall, Danica Ligorio, J. Lord Condog, Nick Kudla, Adam Webb, Kathleen Murphy, Megan Stolarski, and newest patron, shout out to Dry Bones. Hell yeah. Yeah, thank you, Dry Bones, for, for joining us just uh, just a couple of weeks ago. New, new, new patron. Thanks. Joe's apartment yeah, so fan, if you're, obviously. Yeah. If you're if you're uh, <laughs> if you're uh, if you're over on Patreon already, give Dry Bones a shout out and uh, and make a make them feel welcome. Uh, but again, Patreon.com/slash No Hugging, where you can find all of that. I forgot to throw this in when you were talking about where to uh, listen to us, like Spotify, and where to give us reviews and stuff like that. We're yeah. also now on YouTube. Oh yeah, that's right. Evidently, YouTube is going to be, you know, is really pushing forward on integrating podcasts into their whole thing, especially YouTube Music. So, uh, you know, I I was like, all right, well, starting now, we're just going to be up on YouTube. So, I believe, uh, oh, the Freak Book, I think, was our very first episode put on YouTube. I might actually spring for the Headliner Pro account because they'll go through and they'll just put all of our previous episodes up on YouTube. Ooh, um, that would be nice. If there's a big clamoring for it, we'll we'll do that. Um, but for now, um, you know, you what, that's just another I, place I will, you can find us. I will definitely I will get back into doing the specific headliner artwork as well so that ah. we can so that we can uh, make it look a little bit snazzier. How's that? Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure the um the YouTube 
you know, specifications or whatever. But yeah, that yeah. that would look although, okay. Although, hey, the Freak Book has thirty two views already. I saw that. Yeah. Hey. Okay. You know, I know. I just kind of tweeted it out. Uh, did you did you like my um my ancient YouTube references? <laughs> just like Jenna yeah. Marbles and Fred Figgle. What's his yeah. name? Fred. Fred Fred Figglehorn. I'm like, my Figglehorn, God, you Tim. Go. <laughs> have you watched a YouTuber in the last fifteen years? Nope. <laughs> I was watching one before I remembered, hey, I got to watch Curb today. <laughs> I, um, and then when I, I probably just said, I probably just said Mr. Beast, but when I retweeted it, I referenced another one that I was like, oh yeah, I forgot. I have another, <laughs> I forget. Oh, well, uh, oh, it doesn't matter. Mr. Beast is at least like current, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. At least still going, even though he's probably oh, been gosh. doing it as long as those two, maybe not, but yeah. I don't, but I, I thought you might appreciate my ancient uh, YouTube I don't know. references. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it was. No, it was really good. You can't be a billionaire I, I song, and only have I'm, been doing it. I can't live in a world where that's possible. I don't want to. <laughs> um, I, I I was painting at the time whenever I saw whenever I got the notification that you tweeted that. Yeah, and I, I'm like. I legitimately don't know if he's doing a bit or not. <laughs> I yeah, I would say no. I would say yes and no. Because <laughs> if you ask me to name okay, a current in, YouTuber, in how, in, in how you described it, yeah. it sounds like you were doing a bit because you purposefully went for YouTubers from 2007. Yeah. But you also can't name any current YouTubers. Accurate, accurate description of the bit. Yeah, it's it's levels. There's levels to the bit. Okay. Yeah, okay. Exactly. <laughs> okay back to back to the description uh this week we've got season six episode eight the n-word i just i just can't i i try i try and do all the episode names with you know like yeah, enthusiasm yeah, yeah. or something i just I, I i can't i can't get excited about yelling through my paper walls the n-word uh i'm just glad it's titled that and not the actual I'm N-word. surprised, honestly. Uh, <laughs> all right. Original air date, October 28th, 2007. This uh, is the de facto Halloween episode. Um, if you're looking at TV Guide that night, you are going to see Larry tries to do Auntie Ray a favor, but ends up offending her, mm. period. Jeff's hospital stay opens a door for Larry. Man, it really glosses over kind of a, the main. Glosses over <laughs> some pretty big stuff. Yeah. I don't and, uh, in, know. Hey, in Larry's case, maybe some not so big stuff. Do you get it? It was a dick joke. <laughs> All right. I found the tweet, by the way, and I think you might be proud of me because I said, be a try guy and try listening to the podcast on YouTube. <laughs> oh, my That's what God. I did Fuck when I retweeted. Off. So, yeah. <laughs> So and I know those guys are still trying because they made news yeah. <laughs> uh, late last year. I guess three of the four of them are still trying. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Have I seen an episode or whatever they call YouTube videos <laughs> of Try Guys? No, I have not. You call them episodes? I mean, you can. It just, it, okay. I guess it just depends on on creator. <laughs> on video, how old you are? I guess. <laughs> I, hey, we, we we dropped a new ep- we dropped a new video. I, I don't know. We dropped a new, yeah. Um, <laughs> we'll just smash that subscribe. That's what. It, that's all we want to say. Yeah, Look for no hugging a, on YouTube. My God, uh, have, have uh, we have we done the full thing, or are we are we getting I, into the episode now? I think so. Yeah, okay. I think it's, I think it's time to get into the episode. Okay. Uh, so we open at home, and Larry surprises Auntie Ray with a garden. He knew she liked gardening, and that's one thing she missed about moving away from her home in New Orleans. So he set up a little place in the yard where she can garden, and she hugs him. And during the hug, Larry gets a boner. 
and Auntie Ray is offended and runs off. I, how are we not going to do our Woody show bit again at this? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, boner <laughs> check in. First of all, boner. Okay, that's funny. <laughs> and okay, uh, let's 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 move. <laughs> We're not not doing the full thing again. <laughs> so at a hospital. Uh, at a hospital, Jeff and Larry are there, and they're laughing about what just happened. Larry can't believe it, and it's because Auntie Ray went over the five-second rule. It's not really a rule. It's just something that his body does when he has human contact for more than five seconds. <laughs> yeah, and his feral penis awakens. And it's also another one of Larry's made-up rules for society. <laughs> but he does explain, like, because Larry, because Jeff calls it a five-second rule, and he's like, it's not really a rule that, like, I can control. It's that my penis is just wild. It has a mind of its own, and and when I'm, you know, when I have human contact for longer than five seconds, it just, that's, that's what happens. Uh, but Jeff has a little more control over his penis than that. I think, like most people... <laughs> um uh and jeff is at the they're at the hospital because jeff is getting surgery to stop snoring and he also drops the news that he might be getting ben stiller as a client which would be great news because yeah yeah, i mean think of all the money that i mean ben stiller i mean this was you know 2007 so we're like you know right in the middle of of ben stiller still making all those awesome uh you know his post there's something about mary run of Meet the Parents and Zoolander and all that, uh, you know, was still very strong. And so uh, that's good news. The waitress comes by and she is very nice to Jeff, but not Larry. And Larry points out that she's simply just biased against bald people like most people are. They have a prejudice against bald people and they treat them worse than people with hair. And he's just kind of gotten used to it. You know, uh, he has the support of his bald brothers to get him through. I thought that was funny. Um, and Larry goes to get his prescription filled at the hospital and jeff takes that occasion for larry stepping away from his lunch to steal a ton of his fries and the doctor sitting at the table next to them clocks this i was gonna notices what jeff's doing i was gonna say i thought this at this point was just uh an extra and i'm like yeah she's looking a little bit too much in 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 the the star's direction yeah yeah it's like just your background stay background don't look at us you know (laughs) yeah uh, but no, we were meant to see her notice Jeff uh, stealing all of Larry's fries. So uh, over at the pharmacy, Larry drops off his uh, prescription to... Did you recognize this guy? Yeah, this is... Uh, is his name Phil Lamar? Phil Lamar. Yeah, yeah definitely. Okay. Yeah. Uh, of course, you might recognize him from Mad TV. Yes. Uh, I yeah. Mad TV and Futurama. Yes, he is Hermes, the voice of Hermes, and several other characters on Futurama, but most notably Hermes. He is a prolific voice actor. I mean, you just name Such an animated show. Such a good show. voice actor. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, we were talking last week about Maurice LaMarche and uh, who's the guy who always uh, works with him? Who is Pinky? Um, damn it. Why Why can't I? Now all I can think of is uh, Phil Lamarche. Uh, Ro- Rob, no. Yes, Rob Paulson. Rob yes, Paulson. that's exactly yep. right. Yes. Phil Lamar right up there with them. And, you know, I mean, Family Guy, Bob's Burgers. Uh, He was also voiced. He was also a voice. I found this out in maybe my favorite video game of all time, Monkey Island. I think he was in uh, Monkey Island 2. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Uh, I know. I thought that was awesome. And I don't remember. Maybe he was maybe he was in those um, the ones they released like for the Wii back in the day, because now that I'm thinking about it, I don't remember. Or maybe I got the the game wrong, but I don't remember voices in Monkey Island 2 unless they re-released it or something. Uh, but he he's also Marvin in Pulp Fiction, who gets his head blown off. Um, and so, yeah, a very recognizable. Oh, I want to mention uh, he was in two episodes of Yes, Dear, 
Yes. <laughs> yeah. So Phil Lamar showing up. Back at the table, Larry comes back and he has about 10 fries left from what was a full plate of fries, really. <laughs> and and J- Jeff tries to play it off. He's like, no, I don't have any. I think yeah, yeah. as he's chewing a fry. <laughs> chewing the last fry. Yeah, he's like, no, it looks normal. What are you talking about? Uh, and the doctor kind of motions, the doctor who noticed Jeff kind of motions that it was him. And I like that she said, oh, I don't want to impinge on a friendship. And Larry goes, please impinge, impinge away. <laughs> uh and she does you know uh, ter- you know narc on jeff that points out that uh jeff was the one who stole a ton of fries uh she is an orthopedist named sheila flom and it wasn't until the end of the episode that i recognized her did you recognize dr flom uh she looks kind of familiar. Her the actress's name is Brenda Strong, and she played Sue Ellen Mischke in four episodes of Seinfeld. No, the brawless wonder. Was Sue Ellen Mischke. Yes. Oh my god. Yeah, I thought the same thing. I was like, oh, just a recognizable actress. I'm sure when I and then when I saw her name at the end, I was like, well, let me just Google it now. You know, Brenda like Brenda Strong, and I was like, holy shit, it's Sue Ellen Mischke. But wow. I think Sue Ellen Mischke was a blonde, and Sheila. Flom is a brunette, and I think that's really what threw me off. I think, I think Sue Ellen Mischke was a brunette in one of the episodes of Seinfeld. Okay, wasn't wasn't she? Because I, I maybe I'm just making this up, but I thought I remember there being a scene where like she dyed her hair brunette, and Elaine was even more jealous because she looked better as a brunette oh, than yeah, Elaine did. That does sound true. Yeah, and I, I'm looking at one of the pictures right now, and she's definitely brunette in the courtroom, but. In the scenes with the bra, maybe because now she's definitely a brunette there. I'm trying to find, you know, a picture of her. It's a little bit lighter. I don't know. Maybe I can't. Uh, maybe I can't save why I didn't recognize her. It is. A, I will say it's a little bit lighter than Sheila Flom. Which, by the way, I thought for the longest time they were saying Flan, like the Spanish dessert, but which I thought would have been a funny last name. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but but it's as we find out later, it's F L O M M. Uh, is the way you spell her name, but yeah, Sue Ellen Mischke, uh, most you know, most notably for season seven, episode twelve, the caddy, where she wears the bra as a top. And back at home, Leon confronts Larry about getting aroused while he was hugging Auntie Ray, and Loretta joins in as well. And I liked their conversation about the, you know, he tries to explain like, oh, she held her for longer than five seconds. And Leon goes, oh, one, two, three, four, five. That's it. You get, you know, you get, you pop one off or you start, uh, like he said, you stabbed her in the stomach. I like how he kept saying yeah. that. <laughs> that was a funny way to put it. But he's like, no, you're doing, you're, that's way too, you're doing Mississippi. One Mississippi, two. And, they, and then they accuse him of drawing out his Mississippis uh, and making it <laughs> seem too long. So I like that conversation. Um, and they say, you know, if that happens again, we can go. And Larry's like, where are you going to go? <laughs> they're like, we'll find a place. We're out of here if that happens again. Uh, and Larry's like, well, you know, he kind of, uh, you know, passes it off on like, well, it's, you know, maybe it's also because I haven't had, you know, a human connection in a long time. So I'll tell you, I'm going to go. I'm going to call a doctor right now that I met and for a date. They are they encourage him to go do that uh, at the hospital. Sheila picks up the phone and she's with a patient and she offers Larry a date like an appointment. You know, she can't meet him today, but. She has fr- she's free tomorrow between five and six or anytime after eight thirty, and Larry's like, "Well, uh, I'll take the eight thirty then." 
And she's like, okay, give the details to my receptionist. And she gives him like a cancellation <laughs> policy. And, you know, rec- I recommend arriving five minutes early and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this began a runner about dating a doctor being like making an appointment or, or just seeing a doctor. Seeing a doctor is like seeing a doctor that I found ultimately hilarious i really enjoyed this <laughs> every every little bit like even like stuff in the background really yeah. added to this <laughs> yeah yeah it gets it gets so much funnier that he you know it was very seinfeldian to me especially later on but this is like a storyline that would that would have popped up in seinfeld it would not have been out of place in seinfeld like dating a doctor is like seeing a doctor um, I, and I found it very, uh, it worked on me 100%. I found it hilarious <laughs> as the, the episode went on. Uh, so over at Sheila's, her sister answers the door and tells Larry to have a seat and then like sits down at this big wraparound desk <laughs> yeah, in the she, living room. She's, she's got a full receptionist like front desk. There's a waiting room. There's chairs. There's magazines. There's a fish tank, a large yes. fish tank. There's like three like armchair like like not even not armchairs that's the wrong like tiny dinner chairs with arms you know kind of sitting against the wall and then a couch waiting room chairs there's really no other like (laughs) better way to describe it they're waiting room chairs and then at a 90 degree angle a couch like against the other back wall it's set up like a waiting room and larry grabs a magazine as he's waiting and she's like typing away at a computer at this giant wraparound desk (laughs) which was just hilarious to me yeah everything was just set up uh like chairs against the wall like a waiting room uh and and then uh sheila comes down and explains that her sister and uh, is staying with her and and her brother as well uh so at the canal club Grill and Sushi, which was at 2025 Pacific Avenue in Venice, California, and actually closed in 2019 after 20 years in business uh, as one of the best sushi restaurants in the city, uh, from what I understand. Mm. It is now Ospi, which is kind of a pizza place, uh, as I gather from the last time Google Maps drove by. But I think it's been Ospi since 2019, and and, uh, whoever took it over did take it over. They talk about house guests and how Larry also has uh, some house guests, his displaced family. Uh, He talks about, it brings up his groin issue, because why not talk about the you know your long balls getting caught in your boxer fly (laughs) (laughs) on a first date. But the date obviously goes really well, because they end up back at her place, making out. Hang on. Before we we get to that making out, I want to mention the thing that gave me a little pause here, because Larry is talking about, uh, he's talking about the Blacks, the family. Yeah, yeah. And he says, well, you know, you see their their last name is Black, and they are Black, and Sheila, in in probably the most disconcerting way, maybe like a little, little bit of an alarm, just goes, oh, well, that's convenient. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I, uh, okay. Probably probably not the best word to describe the situ to, to describe what Larry just said. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I caught that too and I agree that there was a better choice of words or maybe even a better reading cuz he he chuckles at that and like and that's what that's exactly what Larry said the first time he met them. And I think that's the only reason it kind of works is like they have the same sense of humor. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, okay, I never uh, never mind. I, I wrote it down wrong. It's not oh that's convenient. It's oh that makes it easy. M- makes, yes, yeah. makes what easy? <laughs> makes makes what easy, Sheila? Say say the quiet part out loud. Yeah, exactly. It's it's it is basically the same thing as saying, "Oh, that's like my last name being Jew." You know what what Larry kept driving home and they, and nobody was interested in the first time he met them. 
she also picked up on and made the same point. Like Larry didn't even, you know, Larry was bringing that up, but she brought it up in kind of a, in the, the way that Larry did. And so that to me just like made their connection a little deeper. But because the doctor, we don't know much about her at this point, it, it stuck out because it's not something that a nice character would say. It's something no, that Larry it is said. Not. It's, it's, it's something, not something that a sympathetic character would say. Yeah, it's something we gave Larry a pass on, but <laughs> it, it makes it seem like they're, oh, they're a good couple because she also made the same joke that Larry did. But to us, the viewers, it's like, you know, we don't have that deep of a connection with her yet to give her a pass on it, you know? Exactly. <laughs> but I, but I, it stuck out to me as well, too, so I'm glad you, you brought that up. What I thought you were going to bring up is that she, off, you know, she offered Larry... Uh, advice on how to massage his groin oh, that's right. to make yeah, it feel she, better. Yeah. She says go laterally and never with the muscle. Go, yeah. You want to go lateral, laterally to the side. Yeah, and kind of demonstrate. <laughs> so so back at her place, they're making out on the couch, and she, she suggests moving it to the bedroom. And then, then again, in the same kind of uh, runner says, all right, uh, take your clothes off, and I'll be in to see you in a few minutes. Uh, and so Larry is... <laughs> Sitting in her room, she has... Did you notice the bed first? Yes! Blue yes. sheets with a white sheet up the middle like it's the butcher paper that they pull out over the over the you, operating the examination table. You notice the back wall, right? With the scale? Yes! Yeah. She has it's the standard... scale like, in her bedroom. The scale that no doctor's office has updated. Digital technology exists. And yet no doctor's office, all doctor's office, they refuse to use it. They're like, no, we're going to use the one with the giant weights on it that we move over. <laughs> this one's 100 pounds. Then we move over the 10s. And then we tap, a tap, 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 tap the ones until it until it perfectly balances between all, all doctors. And she has one in her room, which is hilarious. And there's Muzak playing, too. Which I, I mean, the whole thing. And Larry's sitting there in his in his boxers and shirt, like, with his legs dangling over the side of the bed, it was so damn funny. Uh, I loved, I loved the way they set this up. Uh, she comes in though, and her brother and sister they came back early because they weren't, you know, they weren't supposed to be home. But her brother got food poisoning, and so she's like, "We're gonna have to reschedule." And so again, kind of like a doctor canceling uh, uh, something on you. So back at home, Larry is uh, pulling into his driveway. This seems like it's the next day or something, uh, and. He uh, as as he's pulling in, he starts pulling it. It seems like because he starts massaging his groin. Oh God, in full view of Auntie Ray as she's and out in the garden. He's getting into it too. Yeah, like he's he's like leaning back. He's shaking. His eyes are rolling back in his head. His <laughs> mouth is a gate. And I'm like, my guy, you, you should just you should be massaging laterally, like just massaging slowly. Like you're not you're not cranking off in your car. It was a look of relief though. I mean, they did a good job, I think, of matching. Like, oh, you know, like it <laughs> like it felt good to massage it. Like, oh yeah, and and uh, but Auntie Ray obviously uh, interpreted it what was going on a different way, as she can only see Larry from kind of the shoulders up there and see his arm kind of moving in that that massagey way. <laughs> and so there we go. He's he's back in trouble with Auntie Ray. Uh, back at the hospital, Larry's there having lunch with Sheila, and she wrote him a note that she doesn't want him to read in front. You know, she's kind of embarrassed or whatever. Just take it and read it later or whatever. But Larry can't read it because, again, she's a doctor and nobody can ever read their handwriting. He even enlists the help of a passerby, and they can't decode it together. And so uh, Larry, you know, he just kind of gives I, up. At this, at this point, I was thinking, like, the note was going to be, like, Something very sexy. Yeah. Because uh, because 
the the person in the hallway makes out Libby, and Larry's like, oh, no, that's me, that's Larry. And she says, socks? And the yeah. captions come up, S-O-X. Okay, clearly it's supposed to be sex. Oh, and and she also says, truck? I'm yeah. like, okay, truck is obviously fuck. Could be, yeah, good. And I, I, thought, I thought it was going to be something sexy. Yeah. Do we... Am I just forgetting? Do we ever find out what the note? Oh, we do find out what the note says. We do. We do eventually, and it's something that is not sexy. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, So Larry heads into the bathroom, and he's in the stall, and he overhears a phone conversation with this guy talking about why his hand's broken, dropping hard R N bombs on the phone. (laughs) And as soon. As this guy started talking, before he even, like, was on camera, I was like, oh, no, it's Jake Johnson from New Girl. Could you fucking believe it? Oh, my God. I could not believe. He almost looks, he looks a little chubbier. He had a mustache, too. Yeah, looks looks a little chubbier, had a mustache, which th- there's a bit there's a bit on New Girl where he's a little chubbier and has a mustache <laughs> as well. And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> I mean, I, I just couldn't believe it. Yeah, it's it's Jake Johnson. I mean, this was I, I I'm gonna have to write that down for for next week because I didn't do a deep dive on him. But I'm curious yeah. where he was in his career. Was this like his first on screen role? And he's like dropping n bombs. I I don't know, but uh, I mean, hey, at least he was able to get. He was still able to get a network sitcom. It was yes. four years after this. Yeah, uh, he was still able to get a highly beloved network sitcom, and he's had he's had a decent career so far. So it didn't affect him too adversely. Yeah, and he's he's playing a character. I mean, you can't. It's not like they, they that it was like a, not, an actual hidden camera in the bathroom, and Jake Johnson was moving furniture <laughs> at that time in his career. It, it's it's not like he's uh, you know on stage at the comedy store or anything. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Uh, was this episode before or after that? Oh God, that was like. Mm, I don't know, actually. This has to be after. Because that's a really interesting timing that Larry would have an episode like this after that thing. Oh, my God. Okay, so this is one year after. Uh, Kramer's racist tirade on TMZ published November 20th, 2006. Wow. So, probably writing for the next season yeah. of Curb. Yeah. This, uh, less than a year later is when this episode aired. So, November wow. 20th, 2006 to October 28th, 2007. Interesting. Now I want to know, like, if he was trying to say anything about that or if maybe he was just like, oh, that's a good idea for something. Saying the N-word. <laughs> that's a good idea for him. Probably, probably the, the second one. Yeah. Maybe it doesn't <laughs> say anything about his friend, uh, you know, getting in huge trouble just just the year before. Or a few months after, you know, a few months before him writing this. Yeah, but it's just, that's just really interesting. <laughs> a few months. I think you're giving him a little too much credit. Probably like, I don't know, the weekend before. <laughs> the weekend before, yeah. So, yeah. And then Larry was like, oh, I'll write that down. That's That's a show. And so Larry comes back to the table and he's recounting to Sheila. And when Larry recounts this story, he says the full word. Uh, Like, Larry knows that's bad. Yeah. Larry knows that you shouldn't do that. (laughs) Yeah. And he he happens to repeat it once as a black doctor is walking by who berates Larry. Rightly Rightly so. Rightly so, yes. And Larry's like, no, I was quoting. It's like, 
Okay, you still you, say you, the N-word. You you can quote without yeah. saying the full word. People will know what you're talking about. You don't have to go go and say, oh, hey, the, the guy in the bathroom was saying uh, blank. You yeah. can go, oh, the guy in the bathroom was saying the N-word, and people are going to know what you mean, and then you're not going <laughs> to get in trouble for it. Um, the doctor still might have been curious, like, oh, what? why are you talking about the N-word? And then you can, you're, but you're not going to get in trouble. I mean, at, at, at the most, you'll just get a curious glance and the only thing Larry takes, and I didn't even catch that the doctor said this, but the only thing Larry takes away from the doctor yelling at him is that the doctor called him bald. Yeah, that's it. I didn't that's notice it. that the doctor yeah. did that, but he's like, bald? <laughs> like, like the doctor calling Larry bald is as, as, as bad as Larry quoting somebody saying the N-word, which it's not. But I think that's what Larry was insinuating that, hey, there's a prejudice. He already explained there is a prejudice against bald people. And I think he was trying to equate it with the prejudice against, uh, against black people. And uh, I know we kind of talked about tip-offs of Sheila's character uh, with their date. Yeah. Uh, the way that she absolutely did not react whenever Larry <laughs> dropped the full hard R N-word. Yeah. Another little bit of a tip-off. And, you know, Larry said it with such ease. He said, said it with such gusto. Yeah. And, like, and he didn't, like, hesitate at all. Like, you know, like what you say... In, what's the saying about like you know you you say it in public you'll say it in private or or something like that you know it's like anyway it just seems like he's a guy comfortable saying that word you know <laughs> like he didn't react to it at all either he's offended by it but also when recounting it he doesn't seem to have a problem saying it you know like, yeah no absolutely no problem <laughs> by the way did you recognize the doctor no I didn't it is Ren Brown who played a walker in. Uh, not The Walking Dead, but uh, someone in doing the AIDS walk in Season 7, Episode 9, The Sponge in Seinfeld. Oh. Yeah, he's one of the guys, I think, who points out that Kramer is not wearing the ribbon uh, to uh, the guys. Who are the guys who always beat up Kramer? Oh, uh, Bob and... Yeah, Cedric. Yeah. Bob and Cedric. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. So, And I recognize T. Ren Brown uh, from one of my favorite movies. Maybe I should make you watch this. I should, I should see what the Rotten Tomato score is. Heart and Souls from back in the day uh, where Robert Downey Jr. can talk to ghosts and uh, he plays the son of one of the ghosts in that, that, in that movie. That sounds fucking awful. Yeah, <laughs> let's watch it. Let's do it. I mean, Ted, if, if, you, if you don't like this movie, then, I mean, you just don't have a sentimental bone in your body. 1993, I mean, it's just a great, great movie. Rotten Tomatoes, we got the score. It is a 55-76. All right, mm. so it's a splatty stand-up. It might be too good for us. Stand up popcorn splatty tomato. I yeah. <laughs> but that one might be that one sounds like a good one that's like on the fence where you could go either way, which I'm kind of interested okay. in. So okay. I'm gonna have to put it on the list. It's going on the list. All right. You have a running list now? I do. Yeah, I got a, I got a nice list. Yeah, okay. we got a nice list going. Good. Because um, we gotta we gotta pick our May movie. Yes, that's true. Uh so Jeff is going in for surgery and the doctor uh, I wrote down Dr. Page here. That must be his name. Yep. Uh, yep. Yeah. Dr. Page. P-A-G-E. Dr. Page is the, the interaction with Larry has completely pissed him off and it's affecting his performance. He asks for the clippers so he can shave Jeff and the nurses try to protest, but they're like, but he yells at them just because he's like so incensed at, at, at what just happened. By the way, earlier, Jeff mentioned to Larry that he doesn't have a problem. He doesn't think there's a problem with, with the way bald people are treated. And if he woke up, bald he wouldn't have a problem with it at all as much as a chip on his shoulder as larry does and so the nurse when jeff wakes up 
uh, you know, alerts him to the fact that, you know, he's bald. We, we hear a scream outside the room before we are taken inside <laughs> the room to see that, that Jeff has just been completely shaven bald. And it looks like Jeff Garland went all the way with this and actually shaved his head well, for this. Here's, here's the thing. It looks totally different here than when it does in a few minutes from here. Oh, interesting. So maybe it was a uh, makeup, do you think? I, I I think so. Yeah. Uh, because whenever, I mean, we'll jump, jump. We'll get there eventually. Yeah. I'll just say it now. Uh, whenever uh, Jeff and Susie go over to Larry's house, yeah. this looks like the absolute worst bald cap I have <laughs> ever seen on television. It's a totally different color than his face. Maybe they, I didn't notice that. <laughs> Maybe they, because when he's at lunch with Ben Stiller, the stubble looks real. But maybe it was like um, uh, creative editing that I just didn't pick up on where the skull they are zooming in on is not Jeff Garland's and oh. it's someone else's. Like, I, I don't I don't know. <laughs> um, I want to point out lots of interesting, I don't know, guest stars, if you want to call them, just lots of people on this episode. The nurse is one of the stars of AP Bio. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, she's one of the, the teachers at the high school that Jack teaches at. And she was on an episode of New Girl, interestingly enough, with Mr. Jake Johnson. What's her name? Uh, Jean Villapiquet. That's oh, how I'm going to pronounce okay. it. Oh, yeah. okay, yeah. And I do think I recognize her. I think it was, she was on the same episodes of New Girl that... I didn't even recognize that as her. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and she okay. was only on one episode, but I think they were the same ones that... God, why can't I think of her name now? The same episode that June Day and Raphael was on. Do you remember her on New Girl? I think I think they were they would pop up on the same. She they popped up on the same Deb episodes in Christmas Eve Eve episode of New Girl, which I yeah. don't think we have gotten to. Ah. That's uh, it's an episode from 2016. That's uh, one of the later later yeah. seasons. Yeah, uh, you'll have to let us know when you see it. Okay, we'll do. Uh, the doctor comes in and explains the situation, and Susie asks, because he mentioned the bald guy that, that said the N-word, and Susie asks if the bald guy was wearing glasses, and he says, yes, he was wearing glasses. And even though there's probably a billion bald guys who wear glasses in the world, uh, Susie <laughs> they, suspects. They, they immediately knew. Like, her and Jeff <laughs> looked at each other. They start putting it together. I'm like, Larry. Yeah, I know. It it was a large conclusion to jump to, but she was right. So what can I say? You know, <laughs> um, a despicable bald man wearing glasses. It's got to be Larry David. <laughs> uh, so back at home, Larry is still, uh, you know, he's sitting there trying to read the note when Jeff and Susie stop by. This is where you mentioned the bald cap uh, and they're just screaming at Larry and Larry begins to explain. Uh, but and first he, he pulls out the note. He's like, no, I was there with uh, Sheila. And he pulls it. He's like, by the way, can you read this note? Jeff smacking the note to the floor was one of the funniest parts of the whole of a very funny episode. I got to say, I loved when he pulls out and Larry and Jeff like just smacks it out of his hand. Um, he's like, by the way, can you read this note? Uh, but Larry starts telling the story again and again says the N word instead of using a instead of saying the N word. He says the N word. Yeah. And one of the five black people staying with him six two kids two yeah five what are the five black people staying with him loretta happens to overhear it and when she does big surprise she calls out leon who is still playing that lcd driving game did you notice yeah i, I did loved that i loved that every time he runs out every time he's pulled out of his room he's playing this lcd driving game um, like get Larry to buy a PlayStation or something or whatever, you know, it's like <laughs> unbelievable. Um, and 
Uh, even Auntie Ray hears what happened and joins in. And the Blacks announce they are leaving. And Susie offers them a place to stay at their house. That was the final straw. They gave Larry one more chance. But, uh, you know, dropping the N-bomb, that's, uh, that's the last straw. So over at Marmalade Cafe, which is still at 14910 Ventura Boulevard in Sherman Oaks, California, one of six locations in the L.A. area. Not one of the originals, but uh, one of six locations still in the L.A. area. That's where Jeff is meeting Ben Stiller. But while he's given a great slam dunk pitch as to why Ben Stiller should be represented by Jeff, Ben just can't stop staring at Jeff's bald head. And it's kind of the only thing on his mind, even when... Jeff throws in the line, you know, I didn't fall off the melon truck yesterday. Ben laughs at the line melon because all he can think of is <laughs> that big melon of a bald head. <laughs> Just <laughs> melon. Yeah, yeah. A, a melon. A very, very Homer Simpson delivery. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Jeff doesn't even stop talking. He just no. like doesn't even notice what's going on. But all Ben can stare at is, is you know, the, the stubble remaining on Jeff's head. Uh, so at the or hospital, is it his head? We right, don't we don't know. Uh, so at the hospital, we find out that Ben Stiller said no. You know, Jeff uh, laid out all the reasons why he should go with him, but Stiller's a no. And the waitress is now dismissive towards Jeff, not interested in hearing any of his orders or what's going on. <laughs> yeah, she's. Uh, I'm. I'm really busy today. <laughs> yeah. And Larry says, "Welcome to my world. This is. Uh, I've been trying to tell you what I experience every day." And Jeff wants to sue the hospital. I mean, think of the lost wages just from the blowing the Ben Stiller deal. Um, so that's where where Jeff's mind is, and this is where Larry mentioned, you know, because Jeff's like, "How do you how do you put up with this?" And Larry says, "Well, you know, I, I get support from my bald brothers. You know, we kind of uh, I, I like that line." <laughs> and the he asks the waitress if she can decipher the note, and she suggests take it to a pharmacy because they can always read what doctors say. And so Larry remembers the pharmacy here in the hospital. And sure enough, the pharmacist yep. is able to decode the note. Yeah, and I want to know, like, Larry originally said that he was going to drop off his prescription so that he could get it in a half an hour yes. before he and Jeff were leaving. <laughs> yeah. He goes there in this scene, presumably days later, <laughs> yeah. to pick up those prescriptions. Yeah, five, four or five days, maybe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what happened to picking him up before you left, Larry? I know. My guess is that obviously they filmed these two scenes on the exact same day. <laughs> and Phil just kind of forgot or never even knew that detail. Because all he knew was Larry was dropping off. Or, well, no, Larry does say, can I pick that up in a half hour? Yeah, that's right. So I don't know. It, it was just a just a, a miss improv, I think. Uh, in, in Phil Lamar's case, looking for it. And Larry's like, but because Larry does say, because he could have said, oh, no, I already picked that up. I have something else for you here. But Larry does still have a prescription there. I can't explain it. I guess Larry forgot when he left. Yeah, it, it's very, <laughs> I very can't fill odd. This. I can't fill this plot hole. But the pharmacist does decode the note. It's that, you know, Sheila had a great time and she wants to meet Larry at the Regency Hotel Bel Air uh, for a rendezvous. And... She talks about, you know, all the problems with having brothers and sisters around. I know you feel the same way. Your life would be better without the blacks. Jesus Christ. I thought that was so. And Larry, before Larry can explain, <laughs> Phil Lamar uh, storms Ooh, off. Yeah, we, we don't know what he's doing. We see him grab, like, a bottle. Yeah. I, I thought he was throwing Larry's prescriptions away and just, like, 
getting rid of his business as a client. That's not yeah. what happened, apparently. He's just grabbing a bottle. Yeah, he's like, here, take your prescription and go. And, mm-hmm. But it's the wrong prescription. He picked up a bottle yeah. that was next to Larry's yeah. and gave and, it to uh, him. Next scene, we we get Larry taking some estrogen. Yes, Larry goes home and, and takes the pill without looking because why? You know, it's it's the bottle. You know, he knows what what pill so it is and how much to yes, take. It's the bottle that the pharmacist yeah. gave him. It's a good thing it wasn't a two dose medication that Larry was on, or he would have popped two of those. You know, who knows what would have happened then? Um, but I liked the 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 way she phrased that misunderstanding was hilarious. Like it. I never saw it coming, but like brothers and sisters and your life would be better without the blacks. It's like, oh so, my God. I thought it was a very funny it, misinterpreted may, line. Maybe possibly the best double entendre <laughs> in the show so far. Yeah. And Larry tries to be like, no, she's got a, a brother. No, the family, <laughs> she, their family she's got, name. She's got a brother and a sister. They're staying with her. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, and, it, and it's their name. They're. But he's not 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 hearing it. So yeah, after Larry takes the estrogen, he shows up at the Regency Hotel Bel Air, which, as far as I can tell, is fake. I don't think that's a, a real hotel. I I couldn't figure out if it ever was. There is a very popular Hotel Bel Air. It looks nothing like the exterior of this hotel, so I couldn't uh, I couldn't discern whether this was a real hotel or not. Uh, Larry, before he gets to the room, gives the thumbs up to one of his bald brothers, which I <laughs> thought was hilarious. Uh, kind of a funny callback. And in the room. He, uh, you know, is meeting up with his uh, for his rendezvous with Sheila, and they embrace for much longer than five seconds. But nothing's happening downstairs for Larry. Uh, he even tries forcing it, which I thought was hilarious. The face that he he's like, like this grunt. He makes like a grunting <laughs> face to try to like force blood into the area or whatever he was doing, which I thought was hilarious. But but yeah, nothing nothing's going on down there. Uh, so uh, in front of Larry's house in the car ride home, we know Larry doesn't drive anywhere. Somehow he wound up at the hospital. I mean, at the uh, the hotel. And so Sheila had to give him a ride home. And she she even denies him the smooch at the end of the night, too, yeah, because of she just uh, moves what happened. Out of the way. Yeah, not very sympathetic to Larry's situation. So uh, he goes inside and uh, before he pops another pill, he notices that it's the wrong prescription. And he was taking estrogen all along. Do you think that's why? Do you think it was a joke that like, haha, he took a female hormone pill and now he's got a pint I, of ice cream and he's pining for his ex-wife or what will be his ex-wife, whatever. Oh, I think so. 100%. Okay. I, yeah. I thought you were going to say that he took an estrogen and couldn't get a boner, but yes, yeah. yes to both. Yeah. The, the boner is definite. Like, but the fact that he's, when he grabbed the, the pint of ice cream, I was like, oh geez, that's kind yeah, of, that's, that's, that's kind of hacky. Hack. Yeah. That's what I thought. And like, but, but it makes him think of all the good times he had with Cheryl good times like her shitting herself in the car wash you know we get a montage <laughs> of all these there are some great times with cheryl like there, at the beach there, are, whatever. Some, there yeah. are some scenes where like larry's doing like legitimately very sweet things yes but her shitting herself in the car wash is included <laughs> in the montage which I thought was, <laughs> that was one of the good times to you like she had to get back in the car probably right um or or the time he had a, one of her pubes stuck in his throat i guess that was a good memory of cheryl to larry and so he's he's really pining for Cheryl now. Uh, over at Jeff's, he obviously didn't go through with the surgery. We found out earlier they didn't even do the surgery because of the the, the the state that the doctor was in. And so he is snoring very, very loudly. 
and the blacks are back at Larry's. They cannot live with Jeff and Susie. I, I loved uh, just like the exterior shot of Jeff and Susie's house. And yeah. we hear Leon screaming. He's like, <laughs> somebody go in there and put a sock in that motherfucker's mouth. And I'm like, holy fuck. Yeah, yeah. Hilarious. And Larry even hugs Auntie Ray for a nice long time and nothing <laughs> yeah, happens. He, he even says like, come, come here. It's safe. Come here. It's safe. <laughs> exactly everything's cool there back at the hospital jeff is pleading his case to the board about what's going on what but before before we get too far into the scene uh like uh i've told you like the weird stuff about apple's speech to text keyboard right yeah yeah so every other instance of jeff's name comes out normally j-e-f-f only this one line, it decided to spell it G-E-O-F-F. Of course, yeah. Of you course. must have said it with a British accent or something. Joff. <laughs> Joff sitting at a trial <laughs> of hospital's lawyers. In it. <laughs> Jeff on trial in it. <laughs> That's so weird. Jeff is pleading his case to the board, and they call Larry up to give his testimony about what happened that day. And he you know, starts into, once again, begins telling the story. And this is where he goes into way too much detail. <sighs> but I felt it was warranted because it builds suspense. It does. As an audience, we were you, thinking, you like, know, he's going to say it again. You know what's coming. You know yeah. what's coming. But he won't stop talking about how he doesn't, even when he doesn't have to take a shit, he still yeah. goes into the stall. And we we end up learning it's all that extra detail that saved Larry's ass because <laughs> as he's about to say it again, uh, say another hard R N word. Yes, an African American member of the hospital's like council walks in. Larry looks around. There's a couple of other African American people in the room, and I think he's still thinking of saying it. Yeah, but he he doesn't ultimately. He's refusing to and, and, and shutting his mouth like a dog when you're trying to get something out of a dog. Like they have something in their mouth they're not supposed <laughs> yeah. to be chewing. Yeah. That's what Larry is doing. Like he wants to say it just like your dog wants to chew on whatever he has in his mouth. But he can't because – But and everyone's screaming at him. Speak, Mr. David. Speak. Tell us the story. Uh, tell us what happened. And he won't. Even though if he said, yeah, this guy was saying the N-word, no problem. No, Even nobody with... would think anything, <laughs> a, a, anything less of Larry. Yeah, they would say, wow, I can't believe another guy was saying the N-word. But they wouldn't say, wow, you know, they wouldn't say what they would have said if Larry went through with what he was wanted to do. Everyone's screaming at him to finish the story. Uh, but that's when Frolic starts up, and it's the end of the episode. Before we uh, move on, though, um, did you recognize the, the head of the board I recognized? Um, and I looked him up, and I know where I recognize him from. His name is Steve Tom. Two first names, Steve Tom, and I recognize him as the, what would you call him? The host, I guess, of Funny or Die Presents, which was an oh, HBO show okay. a million years ago. Yeah, uh, he was the guy that would kind of introduce, uh, like Funny or Die Presents was kind of set up like a, a network like an or something. Like Funniest Videos or something? No, it was kind of like a network, and he played, I guess, like the head of the network, or he would like kind of, he would just, he had these little interstitial between segment uh, bits where you'd like introduce the show and then and then close the show out. Um, so yeah, that's that's definitely where I recognized him from. So that is now that's the end of the episode. All right, what do we got for homework this week? I wrote down Jake Johnson. What was he doing? 
where he just couldn't turn down. I mean, I got to be, I mean, as an actor trying to get work, it's like, hey, we got an HBO show for you. It's Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yes, you'll be in a scene with Larry David. Yes, it's pivotal. Yes, you have to drop two hard two. R N bombs. <laughs> it was like, oh, let me talk to my agent. I thought, wait, let me grow a mustache and then I'll <laughs> shave it for every other job that I have. <laughs> How about that? That's a good plan. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I really, I really want to see like where, yeah. where he's at in his career. Yeah, totally. I don't, I don't know much about him, but I'm glad his star, you know, continued to rise because he's one of my, one of my favorite actors. <laughs> I love seeing him in stuff. What do you like for cover art this week? Good question. Uh, I mean, the last shot's always good. Larry hugging Auntie Ray. One of those might be <laughs> kind of funny because there might be a scene. There might be a shot of her looking down at, with them both looking down at Larry's crotch maybe in the very beginning. See, I want I want to see if it's not too vulgar now yeah. that we're on uh, YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I want to see if I can get a shot from inside the car of Larry massaging his groin yes. and Auntie Ray looking in at him. Yes, yeah, that would work. Definitely. Okay, that's that's what I'm going to try and do. <laughs> oh, by the way, I don't know, um, speaking of YouTube and formatting, this reminded me of, in the episode description, so YouTube just like, or Headliner just rips the episode description from the one that you put on Libsyn. Yeah. And however you format the date, whenever it ports over to YouTube, it's in strike-through format. Do you put... Ooh. Do you That's put weird. a dash or something or, or an enye or a, anything? I on? put a slash. A slash. Maybe that's it. And but or yeah, actually, may- no, I do. I do put a dash. Okay, now maybe that, that's... Now that I'm thinking about it, It's yeah, not a huge cause deal because you can still read it. It's just like, original air date, crossed out, October 17th, whatever. I know. Yeah. Let, it's not yeah, a big deal. Uh, let me find it. How I format it is uh, dash original air date colon uh, for, for the rat dog, the most recent episode yeah. as of this record on the free feed. Uh, colon one zero forward slash one four forward slash two zero seven two zero zero seven dash. Okay, and yeah, it crosses all that out because there's a dash on one side and a dash on the other. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, it's not a big deal. Um, well, I mean, we could always we could always like go in and like uh, and edit the yeah and, and edit right. the description on on YouTube, but that's one more thing we have to do. I, yeah. I could just you know change the formatting and how I do that in the descriptions or it's also totally readable even though it's crossed out no one's gonna go why are they trying to censor the air date what really happened when did it air i don't know when did Uh, it really air (laughs) this really happened oh god Uh, okay chappaquiddick i just listened i was going back it must oh it popped up in some of my like time hop memories or something and i remember just how obsessed we were with hashtag this really happened and it cracked me up all over again but i remember us talking about george and jerry's chappaquiddick how they didn't report that they thought their their friend kramer was the the uh, smog strangler, whatever it was, and we, and we this really happened. <laughs> it cracked oh, me up all over uh, again because I'd forgotten about it. <laughs> another weird thing about okay, so maybe uh, uh, I'll tell you what. I'll just uh, log in. Give me the uh, login info for the no hugging YouTube, and I'll just go in and I'll change all of those uh, manually because also what it does is whenever I put links in the episode description, it puts the link. Uh, it, it just place, paste it as plain text, but then puts the link in parentheses. So uh, if I were to hyperlink, join us at patreon.com slash no hugging, and I link that to Patreon, what it does on YouTube is plain text, join us at patreon.com slash no hugging parentheses, HTTP colon forward slash forward slash www.patreon.com slash no hugging parentheses. Yeah. So I'll, I'll just go in and I'll edit all of those and make all those links. What is our, it is connected to our Google Gmail. It's connected to Gmail. 
So that's oh, the only okay, login cool. you need. Yeah. So when you select, Perfect. when you go to YouTube, just use that. Yeah. And that's still uh, no hugging, no learning show at gmail.com. And the Correct. password yeah. is yes. Okay. <laughs> Let's see what we can do about this week's description. All right. So we had Larry tries to do Auntie Ray a favor, but ends up offending her, period. Jeff's hospital stay opens a door for Larry, period. Wow. I mean, it does cover a lot of, of grounds, except the main thing. Except the N-word, which the title doesn't do it. Sometimes I'm like, well, that's covered in the title. That doesn't do it for me this time. It's just such a big deal. It's such a big part of the, we need to include an overheard conversation. Okay, I, I think we can, I think we can. Uh, an, an overheard conversation complicates Jeff's surgery and Larry's new relationship. Something like that. But does it complicate his new relationship? No, it mm. doesn't. No, she's totally into it. <laughs> she's to she's totally into it until he can't get it up yeah yeah uh she's totally fine with it all right so that but an overheard conversation does complicate jeff's surgery but is that too wordy now i was i was trying to kill two birds with one stone no i i like okay. that an overheard conversation complicates jeff's surgery do we need to include the anti-ray thing i don't think so okay I don't think so. Well, then I do want to include something about the new relationship then. Let's just say Larry starts dating again. Okay. Yeah. Because I, I was going to say, yeah, that's too, I was going to say like at lunch with a prospective lover or something, you know, but I guess, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, we'll keep it, keep it simple. So we've got um, an overheard conversation complicates Jeff's surgery, semicolon, Larry starts dating again. Yeah. I mean, he did have a date last episode, so you could say Larry goes on another date. Does that mm, sound that's true? Right, because he kind of already did start dating again. So Larry gets a date. Larry gets a date. I like it. Or Larry starts seeing a doctor. Yeah, Larry starts seeing a doctor. Well, yeah, I mean, that's that's sort of, I mean, it does play into the whole gag of seeing a doctor, the, the double meaning of seeing a doctor. Larry now, starts oh, seeing a doctor? Yeah, I kind of like yeah, that. Larry starts like, seeing a doctor. I like that, too. And it's like, oh, it's the double meaning. Okay, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Larry starts seeing a doctor. All right, boom. I like it. We did Perfect. it. We, there we, we go. We scrapped the whole thing pretty much. <laughs> All right, uh, Tim, did you like this episode? You know what? I, I think I have to give it a star. Okay. The the having to suspend the disbelief that Larry wouldn't go like actually say the N word instead of actually saying the N word is just like why why didn't he start doing that? But you know Larry's an idiot, so maybe I can just give it a pass on that. But like the the segments of him seeing a doctor cracked me up so much with their attention to detail and I mean saying it's understated is almost not but it wasn't played for like gigantic laughs it's just stuff you have to notice in the background it's not pointed out the bed especially is a great example of that the waiting room i feel like was you're, you're hit over the head with it but not in like a sitcom -y way where it's like hey don't you think this is a little like a waiting room it, they don't poke you like that it's so understated that like her saying her making an appointment like and then um, anytime between five and six or tomorrow after 8 30 and, and larry going i'll take the 8 30 it was so it was just so understated and funny all the way through, and it worked yeah, on me like, so well. Like, yeah. if this was Seinfeld, we definitely would have had an interstitial stand-up bit of Jerry saying, Have you ever noticed that yeah. dating a doctor is a lot like going to see a doctor? Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, I canceled the date, and she charged me for the dinner. Like, well, wait a second. It wasn't 24 hours. Like, yeah, it would have been, <sighs> yeah, would have been totally. But this was, I think, you know, to his credit, because they could have overplayed it. But they didn't, and I appreciated it even more because I was allowed to notice those things on my own. Um, that I that it carried like that really the star. It's it's doing a lot of heavy lifting for that star. But also, I mean, Larry gets himself into this you know funny predicament as well. And um, so even though it was a little far of a bridge to cross that he wouldn't start going, 
oh, I heard this guy say the N-word. You know, I, I still have to give it a star. I don't know whether I liked it more than the TiVo guy, but I don't know. I'll have to I'll have to, to tackle that at the end. I mean, I was thinking during the episode, during some of those doctor scenes, I was like, man, this, this might even be up for like number two or something like that. Uh, so I don't know. We'll have to see when we get to the end. What about you? Okay. I'm going to say something bold. Okay. And no, it, it's not going to say the end word in this episode. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. I'm going to say something bold. Okay. I gave this episode a star with an arrow. So this is my top episode of the season. So, whoa. All right. Love it. So it's like I, an up arrow. It was an up arrow. Yeah. Yes. This, this I thought. I thought this episode hit all of the important notes. I thought this episode was hilarious. I was dying at this just because of, you know, the circumstances. Yeah. Yeah, the situation of the situation comedy. Well, gosh, maybe I was maybe I was too hard on it then. You might be bringing me around. That's why I was saying like, man, is this like is this better than a than a number 3 or a or you know, or maybe even a number 2? I don't know. I don't know. I'll have to go back and look at my other stars, but yeah, that's awesome. A star arrow. Yeah, I mean, with, with only two more episodes in the season and with how I felt about season six so far, <laughs> I don't think this episode is being topped. Wow. <laughs> I mean, that's like only a step or two below a, a, a star star. Yeah. You know? Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I just I just thought this episode was so, so incredibly funny. Yeah, yeah, I was, I, I was I mean, it all the way through. Y- yes, it, it's got, you know, some pretty awful things in there. And why the fuck does Larry keep saying it? I was hoping, <laughs> oh, that reminds me, did you count? What is his N-word yes, count up to? I yes, I did. Okay. Thank do you remember, goodness. Do you remember what the N-word count prior to this episode was? Because no. <laughs> I, I'm almost positive it was at three. That it was, was my a, guess. It, Okay, so so we're both uh, we're both think thinking it was three. Let's I just... went back and looked at Crazy Eyes Killer, the episode that I thought uh, what was the only episode that Larry dropped an N word in. Yeah, um, there's only one N word from Larry David in Crazy Eyes Killer. So is there another episode where he drops N words? Does he somehow let it slip in that episode where the woman accuses him of not hiring her because she's black? Maybe. Or did he say it? Like, did did Leon, did he say it with Leon early on in the season? Because Leon pops up pretty early. I mean, did Leon... Mm, I feel like I feel like we would have uh, jumped at it. We we feel like, I feel like we would have noticed it. Especially yeah. in this season. Because it's been a while since Larry has said it. Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. I think it was, uh, I think Crazy Eyes Killer was the last episode, which was episode, which was uh, season three. And I thought and they were I, all in that episode. They, they may have been all in that episode. I may have, uh, I may have just missed something in my search. But if we're, if we're both thinking that he had three prior to this episode, yeah. then, then I, I think it's gotta be three. Let's but just go with that. It, in this episode, in the episode, the <laughs> N-word, there were 13 total N-words dropped. Wow. Only two of them by Larry. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. Believe what? it or not, only two of them by Larry. The uh, the the one where he says it in front of Doctor Page. Yeah. And the one where he says it to Jeff and Susie. Wow, I every, really every, thought every other instance is someone else saying, "Did you just say?" insert yeah. <laughs> word here a lot of them come in the scene with loretta and yes. leon yeah uh, because yeah. it's saying 
Larry just said blank, Leon. Larry just said blank? Yeah, he just said blank. Most of the time, Larry's like, no, 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 you don't understand. Or, no, I didn't mean it that way. Most of the time, he's he's defending himself. But yeah, only two of them, of the 13 in this episode, come from Larry David. So that brings Larry David's N-word count up to five. Wow. I really thought it was more for some reason, but I'm I'm glad you're keeping track. I thought it was going to be so many more. (laughs) Yeah. That's that's funny. That's good. Well, I'm glad I'm glad you were keeping track of it. I was thinking. I was like, I sure hope Ted's doing his job because that's his <laughs> job keeping the N word count. <laughs> By the way, I, for, I forgot to mention. Like I mentioned, I mentioned it while we were talking about it. But another thing that pushed this into star category was Phil Lamar reading the, the note oh <laughs> and God, that yeah. double entendre we talked about. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, just hilarious uh, writing. <sighs> okay. Um, I, I I think that's uh, that's that's it. Next week we have got season six, episode nine, "The Therapists." Original air date November fourth, two thousand and seven. And if you're looking in TV Guide that night, you are gonna see Larry tries to curry favor with Cheryl by influencing her therapists. That sounds ethical. Yep. <laughs> a, a totally totally sane, real normal person <laughs> thing to do. Yes, I don't remember uh, anything about this episode, but. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, not very ethical on Larry's part there. Another breach of of ethics. Uh, So, all right, is that it? Yeah, I think that is it. All right, for No Hugging, No Learning, I'm Tim Murphy. I'm Ted Hollowell. Be good. Be good.